If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends. I'm Cameron Rogers, host of Freckles Beauty and Friends podcast, which is now on Dear Media. Are you wondering what just happened to your life after having a baby or struggling with your mental health during postpartum? That was me just a few months ago. Are you working on healing your relationship with yourself, your body, and or food? Same. We are all on a journey to self-love and acceptance, and I am right there with you. That's what Freckled Foodie and Friends is all about, reminding you that no matter what, you are not alone. Make sure to tune in for season five, launching with Dear Media on November 9th, and subscribe to listen to new episodes every Wednesday morning. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I am so excited about today's guest. I haven't spoken to him in decades, it feels, but alas, he's back, babies. <laughs> Andrew Collin, hey boy, hey. <laughs> What's up? It's been too long. It really has. Andrew, I know. What the fuck? Is it my fault or is it your fault? I think it's uh, COVID. Well, I'll blame COVID. I can, you can always blame COVID. COVID. I moved. I, you know, I guess it's, you yeah. know, the fault. I'll, I'll take the blame. We can't be friends unless you take the blame because I have too much social anxiety to be the one that's responsible ever. That's probably a problem. We both have the exact same mental disorder. Yes. And uh, it just leads us like, you know, when you try to put two magnets together yes. and they fly apart, that's yes. us with our anxiety. And we're like, who's going to reach out first? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to like come off too forward. Maybe he won't like me. Oh, I wrote him and he, they didn't write back in seven minutes. So she probably hates me. And she only wrote, okay, what's that about? And then she silent me and she left me on red. I mean, what's going on? I think it's me though. It might be her. So I think <laughs> maybe that was what was going on. You know, to be fair, my phone is on, um, what's it, silent mode for like yeah. everyone. And it's so funny. You can tell a lot about people's mental health when you put your phone on silent mode. Because some people just like think I'm an idiot and don't know how to use my phone. That would be the correct option. Other people are just like, oh, she's napping, which would also be correct. But there are <laughs> some people that are like, they take it personally. Like I'm silencing only them. Is that even a function? I mean, it should be. I mean, yeah, I'd love absolutely. to silence my mother-in-law, which I don't have, <laughs> but it would be fun if I did. <laughs> what if we just added mother-in-law to everything? I do think it's a strong move, especially during the day to silence your phone. It's like, you know, you're either saying that you're in an important meeting or you need help and we should have an intervention. And like, <laughs> you know, you know what you're it taking is? too much Xanax. That's essentially Xanax for your phone. I'm recording all the time. So it's on silent because I can't have interruptions while I'm on my computer. They're connected. And I don't know how to unconnect them. So I'm not well, bitch. I'm, I'm kind of worried I'm about to like, I don't know, become a fossil or something. Look, we're all, we're, well, I'm not trying to age you, but we're old enough where we, yeah, we I are. didn't even have a cell phone. You couldn't reach me. And now if you can't reach me for 10 minutes, I'm an asshole. Like, can I just breathe for three seconds? Also, this is the problem I have with the silence thing. I'll tell you. 
Okay. You still get the text. So it's kind of like, I don't know how you're still getting them. I don't, I don't like second notify you. That's like a thing, like notify them even if it, and then it like whatever. And then you have to, I have to hit my thumb again. I have to go all the way down three millimeters for your ass. You know what I mean? But you're still getting a text. So part of me feels like it's like, um, it's like, uh, like a blue check mark that you bought for yourself right. where you think you're better than other people. Um, <laughs> But, you know, my brother's, they, my brother does it. He he does it at like eight o'clock at night because it's like, it's my sleep time. It's time for, you know, you probably heard Andrew Huberman talk about doing it. And like, it's like, this is, you know, no, you know, turn it off, get a book, put your phone in your asshole and, you know, just fucking be one and be present. And it's just like, ugh, God, you know, stop I it. Know. Who are I you? Know. I know. So anyways. Well, it's a miracle that we've reconnected. I will. I, you get the credit for that as well. You're the reason we reconnected. So. How do we initially meet? I know I had you on Taste of Taylor. You reminded me you were in the, quote, weird room in Tribeca. It was actually the movie theater in my luxury apartment building in Fidei, Andrew. You're welcome. What a privilege and an honor for being invited there. What? How many times did you use that room other than setting up an illegal podcast studio? You've never (laughs) once watched a movie in there. No one has watched a movie in there. There is no movie theater in there. I'm sure it doesn't even turn on. It didn't. No one has ever. I tried. I tried. It didn't. The only reason why people go in there, it's like homeless people to fuck. And somehow they got in the building. That's the only reason why no one uses amenities. If you use amenities, you're a fucking dweeb. And you're having like (laughs) some weird like cheese and wine party to get to know your neighbors. No one wants to get to know you. No offense. If you're doing that, stop. Just stop. Put your phone on silence and don't talk to anybody. Just stop it. I actually interviewed a lot of people there. I'm embarrassed. I interviewed. No, um, but that makes sense. Like you're using it like not for. It is an illegal (laughs) podcast studio. Comments by celebs. You Paige DeSorbo from Summer House. A lot of time with Hannah Burner down there. I mean, wow. I thought that's how we met, by the way. That's That's how how we we met. met. Was Hannah. Hannah is like, I mean, killing it. Did you see? Emrata was at her. New York City comedy show? I mean, Emrod has been to a lot of places recently. I mean, she's been getting down. So, I mean, Hannah's just on her list. I think, I you know, I think Hannah and Paige, I think I I, I heard their, I don't know why. I, I Okay. <laughs> I listen to Giggly Squad. I don't listen to it all the time, but I did. <laughs> I don't know why. I was on a run and I was like, fangirl. Fucking fangirl. When is a new episode coming out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. But they were talking about Emrata on that one. It was the only one I listened to. I swear to God. Not lies. All right, whatever. I have a tattooed on my back. Um, so minute 24 of episode 38 of Giggly Squad. They talk about Emrata being like Pete Davidson, a woman Pete Davidson. Like she's okay. just taking down all these like badass celebrities. You know, she took yes. down Harry Styles, Pete yes. Davidson. Yes. Anyhow, and now she took down Hannah. So... <laughs> And I wonder if she heard that. I wonder if that's connected, potentially. You, you know? know what I've realized? I've been in this biz now for, oh, talk about aging myself. Fuck. Two, 2006, through the math. 17 Damn. years. And I've talked so much shit in my radio life. And I am now at a place, I don't think it was the whole time everybody would hear about stuff. Because, like, this is, I was on air pre, you know, social media, pre-Instagram, pre-TikTok. But I think, and I actually think TikTok is the ultimate culprit, but like we live in a time now where everything you say 
everybody knows about. I'm talking even up to the Kardashians. I had a story. I really can't go into the details because I can't because I'm protecting people's feelings. That's what that just say. Okay. There was a, I, I heard a story about a Kardashian that like heard about something that was said about them that was like from the most obscure reference, the most obscure place. And that's when I realized like, oh my God, everyone yeah. knows everything I've said about them. And I just, I wanted to die because the amount of shit I've talked, I mean, like I can't, I can't backtrack that, Andrew. You know what I mean? I know. I think, though, you don't want it to paralyze you. You don't want to be like, oh, I can't talk shit about Kim Kardashian's, you know, thigh gap or she's going to fucking send a threatening letter to my agent who can't get in touch with me because my phone's on silent. <laughs> like you don't you don't want to live in that world. But you also want to live in a world where you speak freely, but you don't want to be a nasty uh, asshole where you think you're just in a bubble where you could say whatever you want. Right. Um, I think you should lean towards that world because we're not part of that. We're not Kardashians or at least right. I'm not. I'm so, not. I'm not. So the more you try to be part of that, the less you're going to talk shit and the less you're going to be funny and the less you're going to be happy if you're just in a moment where you're like, Kim looked good today. Courtney exactly. was funny with Travis. Travis likes to play drums. It's crazy, right? <laughs> well, it's I mean, true. what's the deal with him? He has a couple kids and she has a couple kids. It's wild under that house, huh? Well, you between, know what I mean? Between and, that like feature of the job that we do. And then also like, I think we're kind of coming out of it a little bit, but like the audience Uber and listen, I think there was a part of it that was really good with, you know, major social movements. Like we all had to like watch what we said and like fucking learn and do better and be better. I, I, I applaud it. I support it. But there was like a point where it was like every single fucking thing I said <laughs> was like, cancel her. And I got, I mean, I was like me, mer. I had, I mean, I was scared shitless for a while there. Like I'd say like a good year and a half. I had nothing to say. I mean that, that, you know, you can't get silenced by that though. I mean, you can't get silenced by 10 people that are mad at you on Reddit. Like you just can't let them rule your life because there's for that man, you know, there's 99% of other people that are like, uh, like I didn't even realize that was cancelable. Like I didn't even know that mm-hmm. that was a problem. Also, that's the best thing I like about Taylor. You know what I mean? Like, right. so you, you just can't let those people run your life. And if they are talking, that means you're doing something, you know, right. At least you're getting a reaction at all. But yeah, no, I, you know, obviously there's a line, but making fun of the Kardashians is not the line. You know what literally, I mean? Literally, literally, literally. Um, um, yeah, yeah. So I definitely, so now I'm also, I'm on tour with Stassi. Um, from Vanderpump Rules and uh, New York Times bestseller twice, and uh, we're on the third podcast tour, we, tour we've ever done together. Um, but we're do- but this is the first time we've been doing it like in this new world, if you will. And so my comedy set is all about me, right? And I I I hesitate to say comedy because I'm speaking to a comedian, and I have the utmost respect for for comedians. Um, and I know I feel like for a while it was like a weird world of like there's comedians, comedians, and then there's like social media comedians. And I felt like there was like a war, not so subtle war. Like there was kind of like a old school comedians were like fuck this shit, but now we're in a time where it's like they're thriving, they're selling out theaters, hmm. so there has to be a level of respect. But I definitely like. I feel like I'm like a training wheels comedian. Like she has an aspiration. She likes to be cute and funny, but like, I'm not, a. am like, I'm cosplaying a comedian. I think, yeah, I, 
I'm here to tell you you are a comedian <gasps> and you should get these thoughts out of your mind. Stop I hate it. I hate the idea of what's a comedian, what's not a comedian. You're not a real comedian unless you've done 55 open mics underneath a fucking oh, for three people that hated hated you and stabbed you four times. Then you're a real <laughs> comedian. Like this whole like idea and it just gives everyone everyone's insecure. So everyone's yes. projecting like they're not real comedians or, you know, they're not, you know, whatever. They're they're afraid to show themselves on social media, whatever. Like it's all bullshit. And what it really comes down to is all these people that like are real comedians, they care about selling tickets. And once you sell tickets, you're a real comedian because you could help them and you're making money. Like so much of it isn't about the art form anymore. It's about who's making money. Right. So it's like, you know, they'll talk shit about, you know, oh, she only makes money because she does crowd work or she only makes money because she does stuff about reality TV. Yeah. I do the real thing by talking about the inside of my penis. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're so real, man. Stop it. Like, and it makes you be insecure about like, what totally. kind of comedian are you? Totally. I do the same thing. I Trust me, I've like done the work or trying to to realize what kind of comedian I am because forever I opened for a woman comedian. Yeah. Uh, I've done podcasts with women. Most of my career is uh, because of women, women like you, Hannah, uh, Nikki, uh, yeah. girls got to eat Raina uh, and Ashley, Heather McMahon. Yeah. Heather McMahon, the list goes on, but the women are the ones that like gave me a platform to be funny when the men wouldn't. Right. And so like, I don't know. So I have these questions like, why am I, am I not like a barstool kind of comedian? Am I not like, why am I not on Joe Rogan? Why can't I be, why can't I talk about fucking kettlebells? I could talk about kettlebells. <laughs> could you? Fuck. Yeah, I can actually. <laughs> like that's the. <laughs> you are looking like fit in like very like LA. And that's a compliment. You're looking very in shape these days. It's all been within the month, like this month, like I had a full on depressing meltdown where I, I, I probably put on 20 pounds. I was sad. I was literally like I had eczema on my arm and you could still see it like right oh here. Oh my God, Andrew. From stress. I was having sex with my girlfriend the other day and, I, and she was on top and my arms were above my head and she goes, what is that? Which you never <laughs> want to hear. Brenna, not the timing, bad fucking timing. And I look and I know right where she's staring. I go, it's eczema. <laughs> I think I pronounce it with eggs, by the way. I don't know why. But yeah. Could you, did you guys still finish despite that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I don't know. I just put my arm down and just like, <laughs> I just put her head under the blanket or something. Yeah. We still, I don't, maybe it turned us on more. Who knows? But, um, <laughs> Yeah, nothing turns you on more than psoriasis, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I've been going through it, boy. And but the last month I started running, which is so cheesy, but I've always never ran like just jogging. Yeah. And I just started jogging and I was like, I hate it. I hated every minute of it. Yeah. But now I'm like obsessed with it and it clears my head and yep. like my anxiousness and my fucking depression, whatever. It's still there. But like I, I, I run myself to exhaustion where I like I can't even build up the like the the mental like shit to like you know lose my mind you know what i mean so no i get it i mean i always looked at exercise my whole life as like a way to stay fit and or lose weight so i obviously fucking rejected it but now i'm in a place because we are people of a certain age andrew yeah, where i'm yeah. like oh i get it exercise is like for your brain 
because well and just to be clear just to be clear i'm not exercising but i can i <laughs> i respect that it's yeah. for like mental homeostasis i get that yeah i'm not i'm not exercising but i am on ozempic what do you think about that I mean, look, no need to exercise when you're throwing a shot in your ass or whatever you do. <laughs> I mean, I would get on it too. I mean, I, you know, I think um, it's way easier than running five miles, more expensive and you have to stay on it forever, maybe. Honestly, I'll stay on it forever. I don't give a flying fuck when people are like, what are you going to do when you get off it? Well, if I get off it in a game week, I'm just going to get it again. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I don't understand this debate of like, well, it's like I'm on my, my, my mood stabilizer for the rest of my life. I miss it for a day and a half. I am like throwing poo at Taylor. I am out of my goddamn mind. So like, if I have to take that forever for my brain, I'll fucking inject myself forever for skinniness. Fuck it. No, that's a good point. I mean, I, what are the side effects? Do we even know? I mean, you know, a little bit of nausea. Uh, you can't poop to save your life. Um <laughs> Uh, you have no joy left with food and alcohol, but you know, I think I had too much joy with food and alcohol. So I like living in this space. Like I know that you're sober, so you'll understand. Uh, what I'm, no, uh, I'm back. I'm back. You, well, yeah. wait, honestly, this, I'm sorry. This made me so excited. I'm not proud of that. <laughs> I you just want to like drink rosé with me on a roof. Yeah, I get Literally. it. Literally. So <laughs> yeah. when I first, this is so crazy. I, I cannot believe I'm admitting this, but when I first met, don't cancel me over this, everybody. When I first met Nikki Glazer, fell in love with her, right? Like, we just, like, clicked. And she was like, we should hang out. And I was like, we should hang out. And then she was like, I was like, let's go to get, get drinks, like, this week. And she was like, oh, I don't drink. And I was like, oh, well, then what am I going to do? We can't be friends. Like, and I was in my 20s, and I was an asshole, okay? So I feel like that kind of, I cut our friendship up. What a kicking myself. I cut our like deep best friendship and I'm a social climber. This is what I do for a living. Like yeah. how I could be so blinded by alcohol is beyond me. And I understand that's immature and ridiculous, but, and now that I'm on Ozempic, I'm not that into drinking anymore. Like once it wears off, like I'm like, I mean, see you later. Like I am right back to where I, like I have one cheat day that I'm like, just, I mean, like a glutton. It's disgusting. <laughs> but I will say that I'm not as into alcohol and like the idea that like I can have a glass of wine and like my, like my mom used to be like, when you go to college, pour a glass of wine, lots of ice, a little bit of club soda, it's a spritz, milk it all night. I'm like, bitch, that thing is down in five fucking seconds flat. Yeah. But I feel like now with the Ozempic in my system, I, I actually do nurse a drink all night long. It's kind of an amazing feeling. So I'm really trying to like let that wash over me and I hope I can apply it for when I'm off of it. But I am excited that you're drinking again. Well, is that wrong? No, it's not. It's not wrong at all. And like, you know, for anyone that actually, you know, well, I'm not saying that I don't have a, my mother. It's an alcoholic. My mm -hmm. my my grandpas, they were fun. <laughs> you know, what I mean, <laughs> they drank scotch in the morning, you know, and didn't <laughs> talk to their wives, you know, and would go gamble at, at the horse race every day, you know, but they, they weren't they didn't have a problem. Um <laughs> But, you know, it's definitely in me to uh, to have that tendency. I think um, I quit for four years. Yeah. Um, but part of me, I think I quit because uh, it's funny. I worked with Nikki a lot and she was sober. So I like, yeah. ha you know, you don't want no one wants to be fucked up with someone that's not fucked up. And then you're questioning yourself and whatever. But I also realized like, oh, I can work way 
better. I'm a better comedian. Yeah. I'm a better friend. I'm a better person. And when I'm not hung over and I have anxiety ridden and I have panic attacks and all that mm -hmm. shit, can't stay present, all those things. So I stopped doing it, but not really for myself per se. It was more like for my career or like for Nikki or like for, you know, for uh, external things. I got it. But internal as well, but just like not fully. And so then I started again. My girlfriend drinks. She's younger than me. She has a good time. So yeah. I just started drinking wine and I still haven't gotten really fucked up. And I also quit drinking recently for like a month. And then I had I had my birthday last night, whatever. <gasps> and I had some sake. Nice. And thank you. But like I had a little bit of sake, but I just don't I don't do shots. Yeah. I'm not going to do a fucking Jaeger bomb. No. I'm not going to do a car bomb. Any bomb I'm not doing. I'm not doing a sake bomb. No bombs. And so <laughs> I'm like able to have a different relationship with alcohol than I did before. Mm -hmm. When before it was like, let me piss my pants. Let me <laughs> throw up on the bouncer. Let me blow the bartender. I'm not gay, but I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like, let me, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll throw cocaine in my nose. And then, you know, <laughs> six years later, I'm crying on my dad's, you know, by his feet and being like, help me, daddy. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I don't do that anymore, you know, but I, you know, I will get a little sad the next day being hung over from having three drinks, you know? So yeah. that being said, like, yeah, uh, I am drinking again, <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely a lot of, I overthink everything Same. and, um, no, but I'm yeah. here for it. Oh my God, we have to drink together. That's yeah. all I've wanted for all these years. I, I just want to take a Zempic and stop running. This is like, <laughs> do I need a hookup? Do I go back into like a back alley and like fucking, what do I have to do to get this? I'll do it. I'll do a drive by. I'll like drive by your apartment next time I'm out in LA and I'll just like stab you with my needle. It's very small. And I was like, <laughs> keep on moving. Sounds, uh, I mean, yeah, just make sure it's clean or maybe just, you know what? Make it dirty. <laughs> and give a shit. Live on the edge. I don't. So you just have syringes around your house? Yes. I know I travel with them because I'm on tour and I have to inject myself on tour. So How many times to... do you have to take this? So it's once a week, but then I also have these fat burning shots that are amazing. How much and weight I've... have you lost? I mean, you look I'm great. Down, but... I'm down like 13 pounds as of today. And how long? Six weeks. It's like two pounds a week. I mean, that's a perfect. Yeah, that's a. Yeah. So how Honestly, long are you? It's healthy. What, you what, what do you want to get down to? Oh, my God. Negative 25. <laughs> I want to be dead three years ago. That's the body I'm looking for. I want you to dig me out of the ground. I want my skeleton to be skinnier than bones. That's what I'm looking for. Kate Moss's femur. That's how skinny I want to be. <laughs> I really want to lose three pounds. No, I really want to lose like, I would say 50. Isn't that insane? But I swear to God, I have gained 50 pounds from when I first met my now wife. So And she told you, she goes, look, <laughs> <laughs> it is funny when, you know, your girlfriend will have that comment. You're like, if I gain weight, would you break up with me? It's like, no, I wouldn't care if you gain like 15, 20 pounds. You're like, what about 50 to like 3000? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't have a problem with it, right? Like there's no like... She's not like, hey, why don't you get healthier? Or is she giving you, does she give you a nudge? You know, like, is there ever a nudge? No, she she's a chubby chaser, Andrew. She likes me plump as can be. I think she's trying to make me, she supports the Ozemps because I am so much happier now. And like my confidence yeah. is slowly coming back. But she's like, I mean, she's like the skinny police. She's like, not too skinny. 
So I think she's going to actually make me get off of it before I would like to get off of it because she doesn't want me to get all like, you know, waif like. But man, yeah, you will ugh. leave her ass. You're going to leave her for sure. Once you get Kate, Kate Moss, dude, when you're fucking 48 pounds, you're out the door. She won't even know you left. You're going to go underneath the door. You're just going to slide right <laughs> out. Dude, I can't wait. You're going to become a Kardashian. You're going to fucking get a butt fi like filler yep. too. Yeah, You're going to stop doing radio. No point in talking anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just going to be a hot girl at the end of the bar waiting for like a finance girl to show up <laughs> and take care of you. A which finance you might already girl. Have. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, weight loss and shit like that and doing it just to lose the weight is definitely not like I've, I've yo-yoed so many fucking times. Dude. Dude. Where I've just done it because I wanted to look good for spring break. And I'm like yep. 38 or 40 years old. I'm like, I got to look good for spring break in nine months. It's like, dude, you graduated college 25 years ago. I like, yeah, <laughs> spring break. You got to be ready for spring break. You don't understand. Like Panama City doesn't fucking care. Like it will fucking eat you up unless I lose 25 pounds. <laughs> so speaking of relationships, you are with your girlfriend, Brenna. Yeah. I'm obsessed with you guys. I mean, I know you guys. I know you, but like, I've never met her. But I, from what I see on social media, I like, how did you guys meet? Like, I need to know everything. Like, I'm, um, I'm truly, I'm very, I'm like unhealthily invested in your relationship. Really? Really? I mean, I guess I put it out there a good amount. I mean, you know, we, how did we meet? We met because I moved to St. Louis and uh, to do a podcast with Nikki Glazer. I yep. love how her name has come up so many times. Uh, and, uh, and she heard me on girls got to eat podcast. Shut the fuck up. And she heard that I was moving there and then she wrote me, but by, by the way, she was, you know, I was 39 or 40 and she was 25, whatever mm -hmm. point being, she's way hotter than me. She's way better looking than me. She, uh, I, whatever, like I had a little bit of, I guess, I'm on like her favorite podcast. So that's kind of cool. You know, right. no, no, no. Our I, relationships are exactly the same. FYI. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, part of me is like, whatever. So she wrote me a DM on Instagram and she's Dead. like, I heard you're moving to St. Louis. We went out. COVID was huge at the time. COVID really was mad popular. <laughs> yeah. COVID just came out. It was really killing it. And, um, and we went out, um, on a date to a, um, what should we call it? A Greek restaurant or, and we had our own little like booth outside. Pod. Like, yeah. Like our, your own little pod, which was so romantic back then. You, you, you could really like a first date, you could really get to know the person and like have freedom because there was no one else around. Your server mm -hmm. would come in every once in a while. You're in your, in your own little igloo or whatever. And we just hit it off in there inside the pod. We smacked each other's asses. We made out. And uh, I don't even know if we ate. And um, I ate later, if you know what I mean. Oh! That was Uh Sponsored. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was like a COVID relationship where we, we I wasn't going out to bars that much. And we just, you know, everything was expedited really quickly. But it really just started from her hearing that I was going there on the podcast and I don't know. It felt it, it's it's weird when you meet on Instagram as opposed to a dating app. It almost feels like you're meeting through a friend. Like I don't know why Instagram feels like more friendly or personal than 
uh, meeting yeah. on Tinder or something no, like I, it makes it, sense yeah. because like when you go on a Tinder or a Hinge or whatever, you're like going for the purpose of either to date or to hook up. Right. Whereas Instagram is more like, I like your work. I like your content. I'm following you. So it's like, it's kind of like love is blind. Yeah. But you could see everything and it's the opposite <laughs> and it's nothing like that. Yeah, for sure. You're also in a fucking pod. You can't say pod and not have me think about love is blind. All they do. But in the pods, they have like their own pod speak that nobody yeah, fucking do. else yeah. understands. Oh, my God. Can you imagine getting engaged through a wall? I mean, Can you even? Do you think, though? I'm kind of convinced the experiment works, Andrew. I mean, I don't know. Have we done a check in on uh, these people? Like, I mean, yeah. they up to they've date? been together yeah, for they're... a year. We got Tiff and we got Brett. We got Chelsea and Kwame. We got, uh, who else do we have? Oh, how many Zach of these people are staying? They're all staying together, though. I think so much of it is because of the show. Uh, of the show. And yeah, and they get money by staying together. They're on Instagram. They do? Oh, um, yeah. They just do. through just right. being together, it, it's still a story. Once That's they break true. up and you stop dating anyone from the show, people forget about you. So I don't know how much of the pressure of staying within. And then maybe you guys have an agreement to cheat on each other. And you're like, hey, but we're still famous, but we could cheat and we could pretend to still be together, you know, because love is blind. Um, <laughs> and I'm blind to you fucking that other guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the show is fine. My girlfriend likes the show. How do you deal with that now that you're living together? Like when you live together. You share a bed, you share a home, but you really share the TV ultimately. So who, it's like, what's tough. the ratio? What's the split? What are you watching? What's she watching? We fight like crazy in this house over TV time because we are it's, opposites. Yeah, it, it's tough. We both have very different, like, I'll, you know, I'll watch Succession while she's watching Love is Blind. I'll watch, you know, uh, you know, we come together on like Dave, you know, Little Dicky show. We definitely have some shows. Your Honor, we watch together. <gasps> Best show ever in the history of TV. It gives me like Soprano Fifi's, you know? Dude, oh, it's it so good. So we have like, we can find like shows where it has enough of what each person likes. I don't know. I don't know, really know how to describe it, but she definitely likes reality TV way more than I do. I, I can't stand reality television it just makes me i'm already dumb there's no point in being dumber because of it like oh i just want to turn my brain off my brain's already off like what i i can't turn it on can i turn my brain on like can you give me a show <laughs> can you give me one reality show where i have to think more because that's what i need you know what yes, i mean like Vanderpump I, rules right now it's, it's currently going on and it's everything it's an anthropological study of los angeles i mean here's the thing i am a huge reality TV fan, but mostly Bravo. That's like my jam. And I'm telling you, I actually think what you get past like the petty, petty bullshit, it's highly intelligent study on humanity. Okay. All right. Maybe I'm convinced, you know, I, yeah. I know that that Sandoval guy's cheating and he's in like a fake band and he has a weird, creepy mustache and the girl that he cheated with somehow is making it about her and that she's the victim. And now she's yes. going to rehab yes. because she blew him and she yes. can't b believe that he like completely took advantage of her. And then the other girl's like, Oh my God, I didn't see this coming at all. I mean, I thought he would always be so true to me because he seems like such a wonderful person. <laughs> that what's going on right and then when you, when you say it like that andrew <laughs> it makes no. it no that's exactly what's going on yeah so what's exactly. the what's the 
where are they now? I mean, that's pretty much it, right? And then oh, how much God. of it's made up just to get ratings and and to like... I believe so I intimately know this cast, okay? So my friend that I'm on tour with, she used to be on the show. She's no longer on the show. But so like I know all the players, okay? And I'm telling you, I really don't think any of it's fake because this is how fucking messy the show has always been. I'm actually impressed at how good they are at like staying on brand, you know? Like they really have committed to the brand of just like fucking all of their best friends' boyfriends. And no matter how old we get, no matter how much property we own, no matter how high the stakes are, and I believe every single thing that's going on is like really happening. I don't believe the things that everyone is saying about their interpretation of it, but like for Sandoval, for example, he's a fucking lying sack of shit. Not that I have an opinion, but I just feel like um, it's all, it's it's really all real, which is crazy. There's just something too where it's like, I don't know. It's like you're working in a restaurant and you're all like waitresses fucking each other. And then next thing you know, it's like season 35 and your teeth are falling out. You have arthritis. You can't even give a hand job because your hand's breaking. Like the show is kind of weird because it is like a, a high school, whatever. And then you could get old. I think there's they should take like a 40 year break and then meet up again in the nursing home because it becomes high school again. And Literally. Call like, yeah, Vanderpump like drools. Maybe. <laughs> Like that, I could get in on that. You know what I mean? You take your teeth out to blow someone, like something fun like that. But that in between, like age, like 40 to like 55, like this, like who's fucking who? Who's doing it's like what you know, like be an adult, you know. Like, I don't know. I have trouble like like staying with it, you know what I mean? Like it's like summer house or whatever. They're all living in a house, yeah, and it's the Hamptons. It's like you're living in that what there's 20 of you still in the same house like grow the fuck up you know what i mean i mean i, I can't know. afford to live alone out there either but <laughs> you know what i mean though it's just like a weird thing where it's like he's still cheating on her you know and the only problem is all of this is they just get more famous the more fucked up they are so, so like yeah. i feel like back in the day like reality like you do it it gets you know it's over within like four seasons and then you know, you kind of just like disappear, right? Who was the actor that was working at Trader Joe's like right in the middle of the pandemic and everybody was like, oh my God, I can't believe it's Trader Joe's. I feel like Grace that- Grocery used- store Joe? <laughs> Wasn't that his name? I'm guessing here because it's only one name I know and I would have to guess that if the guy worked- <laughs> I would go with Grocery store Joe. If okay, let's go with that. <laughs> but don't, I feel like Famous people now, once you're famous, you're famous forever. It never goes away, which I love as an aspiring reality TV star. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what defines fame anymore by how many followers you have because you got recognized in a store. Like, what are you actually like? Are you changing? Are you helping people? Are you making people laugh? Are you making people cry? Are you producing yes, any kind yes, of creative yes. work? <laughs> yes, yes. I was on a reality show for like one season. Oh you my know, god! I literally show. forgot as we're talking about this. Yes. What was yeah. it like? Um, you film a lot to not be seen a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was, I think there was probably eight million hours of footage of me, and I think there was one scene where I was like, "Hey," you know, that was. <laughs> that would be me if I was on reality television. I feel like there's no way I would get a lot of airtime. I, I, 
whenever there's cameras around, I literally go mute. I, I clam up. I get, yet I deeply want to be a housewife, but I don't like to fight with people. And I just talk shit behind people's back and I'm a pussy to their face. I would be the worst yeah. housewife on the face of the goddamn planet. I would definitely be like one season. Like there was a housewife who's married to Tiki Barber. Okay. She's like, that's like a T-ball game. Like she's set up for fucking success. And they didn't even invite her to the reunion. They didn't even say I her mean, name. Yeah. I that mean, I, there could be a show where it's just you like on the phone being like, can you believe Jessica was such a fucking bitch? If I like was stronger, I would have fucking completely thrown a drink in her face. And then that's like the whole show. Like, you know what I mean? Just to behind, like, what would they say? But yeah, no, I wasn't, our show wasn't, uh, there wasn't enough backstabbing. There wasn't enough. There's not right. enough, you know, the shows that work now, it's gotta be a lot of money, a lot of cheating, a lot of yep. scandal. It People going be, to jail. The stakes are high. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, you know, maybe if they got me in my twenties, that's what it, they would have got for the show. But it's just basically me, you know, just, you know, wondering whether or not I should eat a salad or maybe a sandwich, but just half a sandwich and then put the other half in the fridge for later. But then who knows, maybe he'll go to it before 5 PM. <laughs> Find out now, you know what I mean? And then, then you see me go to the fucking fridge and I take three bites of the sandwich and put it back. And I'm like, they were small bites. <laughs> I did save the second half. And it's like, Oh my God, what's going to happen next week? Will he finish the sandwich? That was our show. And that's why I'm not famous from that show because no one gives a fuck on whether or not I finished the sandwich. <laughs> I do. I'm deeply invested. <laughs> I did. I finished it. I finished. <laughs> but we never got a second season to see if the sandwich was done. <laughs> so it's been a while since we've seen each other. I'm married now. Um, I know. Congratulations. Thank I'm, you. I, my... I'm still waiting for my invitation. To the wedding. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I'll get the next one when you're skinnier. <laughs> yeah i'm on ozempic where <laughs> we have three embryos and oh, whoa oh, dude in I'm you so... or in her what or are they just in they're, the no, they, no they're in a lab they're like they're they're oh. in a lab right now gotcha. so my wife unfortunately has family values oh, i Ugh. love being gay man i got to be like you know kidless great aunt fucked up all the time no responsibilities no andrew i like I have to have a fucking family now. I didn't Ugh. sign up for this. No, that's why. Yeah. Ugh. I know. You just so, want to scissor like, you know, in yeah. like a hammock in Cancun. You don't want to like fucking have to feed Gerber to a it, baby and worry if they're going to drown. Ugh. Exactly. Anyhow, so, you have these embryos. Ugh. so she had her eggs extracted. We like did the whole IVF thing. We found a sperm donor. Sorry that you turned us down. That really hurt our feelings. I'm sorry. I, you don't want a guy with eczema. <laughs> and then um we created embryos so we have three ready okay, to go wait. how did who how did you decide on who's embryo and out like why is it not your eggs what's wrong with your like so well there's a lot wrong with my eggs so she's 35 <laughs> and i'm 40 off the bat my eggs are already trash like there's no bigger ageist than getting pregnant like it's gotcha. so fucking cruel so we went in to like look at our uteruses at the doctors to like see who would carry. But my wife was like, like I had this idea. I was like, how about I carry yours and you carry mine? That way we bond with each other's babies. And she was like, no offense, but I don't trust my child inside of your body from years. Of, I mean, listen. Oh, because of you partying? I've lived, Andrew. I've lived. I, I, first of all, you would fucking toughen that baby up by no doing shit. a Zempic and cocaine at the same time. <laughs> It's fine. 
Because it's epic. It's like training for the Navy SEALs. Seriously. My uterus is amazing. So who gave the sperm? And like, so are you upset though that your genes won't be in, or do you have a brother that gave the sperm? Because I feel like, yeah. Andrew, this is why I love you. You are hilarious, but you are also like such a sensitive soul. Oh, Um, thanks. And like, no, literally no one has asked me that question. Not my family, not her family, not her. I'm the one in therapy like, this is why I'm scared. Yeah, Yeah. dude. Okay, so we decided that we would go with hers because her uterus is everything. So she's going to carry no matter what. But IVF is different. So like her eggs are out. And then I actually am in a situation where I could definitely extract my eggs too. And then like we could take the sperm that we have. So we, we use the sperm through California Cryobank. He's like a total stranger, but he's young and he's hot. And that's all that matters, Andrew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Sandoval. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you getting some fucking Sandoval gum for sure. You're like, so, it's everything I want. He's fucking brilliant. Okay. Wait, how do you pick this guy? Did he go to Harvard? Like, does he show his college credit scores? Like what, what, or like it, whatever, like. So it doesn't show where he went to school for like privacy sake, but like he is in finance, which means he's rich, he's hot. And like, that's it. That's all I need. And he's tall. That's all I need in life. But will it tell you his IQ? Does it show no. you're 23 and me? I feel like you should get every fucking detail. You get, a, this... you get a lot. You get a lot. Like you get that they're college educated. You get that they went to grad school. I mean, automatically it's like the resume is looking good. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Um, and I wonder if they also... lie too. you know, like when you no, buy like can't. a stray they dog and they're they can't, like, they can't don't fucking I don't know, the stray dog was like fucking it, you rescued it. It was, you know, had a knife to its throat, but because of you, you did it like this guy, you know, he probably gave his cum because he's homeless and oh, everyone, God, he probably can't stop. count, but he's hot. He's no, tall. My mom and dad, when, when it happened, they were like, what's wrong with him? Because he's like so good looking that it's like automatically people are like, there must be something. Is he is he in financial duress? Why would oh, yeah. he do it? How much money does he get for the sperm? A pretty penny. But I would have just sent it to you. I would have freaking <laughs> I would have just sent you some. I mean, I'm pretty cool. I'm five, nine and a half, though. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see her thing. feeding your kid and getting your kid fat, like really fat, and giving it Burger King and being like, "No, you're gonna have the ugly kid. It'll be cool though. I'll have a good personality." And yes! you're gonna be like, "No, but I want my kid to be good at sports too." And it's like, "No, well, then my kid's the sport kid. Your kid's like the fat, funny kid." Sorry, <laughs> it's like, wait, is this about my kid or is this about me? It's like, oh, stop overthinking, Taylor. You're overthinking. And it's like, but I'm 40. I should have had my own embryo. You know what? I'm just going to leave. It's your kid. Have a great life. Whatever. I'm going to start a new radio show, which is my third baby. <laughs> Something like that, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. No, you took the words out of my mouth. That's my biggest fear is. And here's the thing is, I think Tay will adore my baby because she adores me, at least for now. But I feel like I will be so mean to my offspring because I hate myself. So if it's 100% uh, me and some, well, 50% me and some strange, hot, homeless man, it's like, I'm going to be like so hard on that kid. And taste kid's going to be like six feet tall, blonde, thin. Mine's going to be, I mean, just like a chubby little round ball. I'm going to be, yeah. I'm going to take out, I'm going to project so hard on this kid. It's not fair to bring this person into the world. It's kind of annoying too, because the father's not there to blame, you know, like when the exactly. kid is like fucking up, you could be like, see Jeff. It's like your fucking, it's your cum that ruined this baby. And that's why it stabbed the dog. It's your fault. But now it's like, you can't yell at your, your husband about it. Right. Um, so when are you going to have the baby? Like when's the, like, when's the, she wants to start in the fall. Okay. I'm like, well, let's start in three years. 
Three years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's always three years. That's always a good number. My girlfriend is like, when do you see yourself having kids? Oh, three years. Three years gives you a great window. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, because it's far enough away where it doesn't seem real, but it's close enough to make to them feel them confident that it's going to happen. Well, speaking um, of, though, what's yeah. so what do you think? Marriage in the in the cards, kids in the future. I, She's young, which is great. It gives you a long you know, yeah, but I'm old. I'm 43. Well, I'm yeah. not old, but like, I guess I, my shit still swims until for another. Yeah, you're know. good. You're good. But yeah. time, t- time definitely is the enemy of everybody when it comes to reproduction. Yeah. Um. She's yeah. She's 27 now. I think. Um. I mean, if ever you know, if we still everything keeps going great, it'd be probably in three in three years from now. Like her when she's 30 is kind of, you know, she. You know, I don't know. But yeah, no, I envision uh having kid like one kid and getting married and stuff like that i uh, if you asked me a few years ago i'd be like no there's no fucking way but i also was so wrapped up in um you know real comedian and like having my career and like i don't know i couldn't even you know i didn't even own cups you know like five years ago like i was a disaster of a single person you in New didn't York. own cups i forgot no. about that i had sex with a girl and gave her water in a bowl you know like <laughs> Like, yeah. And it was like, I brought in a bowl and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, you're such a romantic. And I was like, stop it. And, uh, but like, that's where I was. I had a bed. I had a queen bed on top of a full mattress. Uh-huh. Like, I remember or, or, that. Or the other way around, like a queen mattress on top of, top a, of full a full box. bed frame. Yeah. That's Bro. where I was in my life. So the idea of marriage or having a kid was so far fetched for me. Um, but yeah, no, the last few years I've like, unfortunately really become an adult and matured and can envision myself being responsible enough for yeah. another human being. And I think selfishly, I just want to see a younger me and have them even, you know, better like at baseball or whatever than I was, you know, because are, I was, are you going to like, gonna be gonna there for the kid, kid live vicariously through your kid, all the things you didn't do, you're going to make them do. 100%. That's why I have children. Yeah. I mean, my kid won't have a lisp. My kid will have, uh, if it has puffy nipples, I'll make them even smaller. Uh, my kid will not go into comedy. My kid will fucking study. He won't choose like football over studying for algebra because like he wants uh, whatever, you know, he, cause he's not going to be that good. So it's like, no focus on school, but also you're going to get laid in high school. My kid will get laid in high school. 100%. He won't wait till freshman year in college and lose it fairly because he wasn't even hard for most of it. Like, that's not going to happen to him. He's going to have set great sex junior year in high school at his junior prom. And yeah, he's going to kill it. That's what I envision. That's all I care about. Just my kid having sex in high school. He's not going to go to college a virgin. Okay. Or, and why do we think it's a he or she? Well, she could go to college. A virgin. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't ever have to get late. Yeah. No, um, that'd be weird. Yeah, that's a weird. Um, but yeah, no, I yeah, I I envision all of that. You know, we live together now. I've never lived with a woman. Yeah. We live in, you know, we lived in a, a you know, a space where you're in a fight and you can still see them. You it's know, crazy, you're right? in an argument, you can't go to another room. There's no other room to go to. You know, now we do. Now we have a two bedroom, but for what a long is- time, like yeah, it's funny to be in an, in an argument and you're like, I could see you still. Yeah, what's the best part of being in a relationship and what's the worst part of being in a relationship? The best part is having someone love you 
when you don't love yourself. That's so nice, Andrew. (laughs) It really is, though. You know, when you're like not feeling that you can love yourself, having someone there that tells you that you're worthy is the best part. The worst part is having someone there to tell you. (laughs) The worst part, the worst part is fighting over the dumbest shit on earth. On earth. On earth, when it's not even about that shit. But we fight mostly over chores. Like everything is chore related. Like I said, I never own cups. My house was a disaster. I've never, (laughs) I wouldn't do laundry. I would just buy more socks. You know what I mean? Like that's who I was. I was the guy with one towel and I used (sighs) it as a sheet. You know, like I I was the typical like dishes would pile up. I would just get, you know, takeout, you know, because I didn't want to do dishes because that was like too much. Like everything piled up in my brain and physically, mentally, all that shit. So to go from that to a girl who grew up with Navy parents, who literally would like check her drawer to see if there was dust on top of it. And if there was dust, she would like be in timeout for three hours or whatever, you know, like, no, yeah. Like seriously, like the most Navy parents ever. So we are coming and my mom, you know, was just drinking wine (laughs) on the rocks in her room playing solitaire. And like, you know, we had a housekeeper who I just yelled at when laundry was ready. You know what I mean? Like that. So we were two opposites on the spectrum and now we're living together in this household where she doesn't want shoes on in the house. And I'm like, I'll sleep in fucking cleats after I go mudding. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're like, we're just such opposites there. And that causes all our fights, yep. every fight. And it's her reacting to my shitting it, like me being lazy. Right. And then me reacting to her overreacting to my laziness. Right. And then I'm the one yelling, yet you're the one that yelled first about my laziness. And I'm like, I'm just chilling. And so, yeah. We fight over, like, she's horrible with dishes. She doesn't know how to grocery shop. She can't cook. She fucks up frozen pizza. So, like, that's all (laughs) on me. But, like, oh, my God. And don't even get started on the laundry. I'm like, I've said to her, don't do my laundry because she does such a fucked up job. I'm like, listen, if you think you need to do yours, I always end up having to do it and fix it for her. But so we get in fights over that. But the thing that, well, another thing we get in a lot of fights over is she borrows my clothes without asking and I don't like to share. That's like a sneaky lesbian pitfall that no one fucking thinks of is like, if yeah. you don't like to share clothes and you think you might like men, you might want to stay in that lane because the clothes sharing is abusive. <laughs> Who doesn't want to share? You don't like to share. Or she doesn't like to share. I don't like to share. And she, why don't also you like-, like to share though? Why don't you change your habit? Because that sounds like something that is that. <laughs> Are you for fucking me? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. No, this. No, I am. I have zero. <laughs> why don't fault. you like to share? Because she doesn't like to do laundry after she borrows your clothes, and then you can't wear it. Probably it's number one. It I don't like to share because I can smell her deodorant on my clothes even after I wash it. Number two, I don't you like eat to this share. Girl's ass. By the way. <laughs> number two. I don't let's like go through to, these. Okay, yeah. Number I don't two. like to share because I keep my shit in pristine condition. I had a Forever 21 skirt for 20 years, okay? okay. I take good care of my shit. She, like, when sometimes when she brings the laundry out, she'll put it on the couch and then she'll lay on it for days. Oh, it makes <laughs> okay. me crazy. So, like, she doesn't really, like, she doesn't fold her clothes. Like, she just doesn't treat shit that well. So, anyway. That's another reason. But the number one reason is because oh, we're going I back to number one. I we have went to number one to number two, and now we're going back to one. Okay. I like this. Who needs numbers? <laughs> I like this, though. No, back to one. 
Here we go. Number one again. The most important one. (laughs) Could this be 1A, 1B? (laughs) Number 1B. Indention. I like I like fashion, okay, and I like trends, but because of my body hmm, type, me. I can't wear I can't wear things I want to wear the way I want to wear them. But I do the best I can. Azempe. So I wear something Sponsored. and it's cute. Yeah. She wears something and I go like this. That's how it's supposed to fit. And then okay. she ruins it for me and I can't ever wear it again. So I she's not allowed. It's it's too triggering. So you're seeing like a live before and after in your own clothes <laughs> every day. Literally. And also, I huge... can see it. That would fuck me up. Yeah, that, right? I can see that would fuck me up. Yeah. And I mean, sh- if you put, if Brenna put on my shirt and how big it is on her, I'd feel terrible or like <laughs> vice versa. You know what I mean? She probably, you know? I don't know. Anyhow, but yeah, go ahead. And then the other thing we used to get in fights over all the time is when we would do red carpets. Literally, what is this fight? But I would tell her she had to wear flat shoes because she's so tall and she would like sneak on heels before we left the door. And you have no idea the rage. That I would give this to her in the Uber ride to the event. I Your mean, heels? Her heels. The, the okay. old, her shoe, she can't fit into my shoes. It's the only thing. Thank God. I mean, well, your feelings, if they're irrational, I, I get it. I think they're rational. They're rational to me. They're rational to you. That's That should be the name of a book. I mean, that's <laughs> so funny. My feelings are rational to me. Well, I think we did a great job of getting ourselves canceled today. Yeah, Thelma and, Lu- Thelma and Louise would be so different if there was a baby in the back. You know what I mean? It's just not as, not as like reckless. You know what I mean? Like we're getting out of here. Let's make sure we have your bottle. You got to go through like thirty-five things. It's not as. No, you just got to burn it all down. Yeah, I yeah, I really enjoyed doing this. I don't think we're canceled. Maybe we are. I don't know. <laughs> Andrew Collin, you guys check out his Instagram if you don't follow already at Andrew T. Collin. Also, check out his podcast, The Andrew Collin Show. And uh, you're also on tour. You're you're traveling about. Yes, I'm correct. Yes. April 28th, I'll be in Chicago at the Iowa Theater. Okay. That's a Friday, 10 p.m. It's going to be a fantastic show. Uh, I have a show in L.A. with Ashley Heseltine from oh. Girls Gotta Eat at oh. L.A. Improv. I love it. Love April it. April 30th. And then I'm coming home to Florida, baby. Oh yeah, back to my home state. May 11th, May uh, May 12th, or May 10th, May 11th. I don't know. Orlando Improv and Tampa Improv. You could get all these tickets at andrewcollincomedy.com. And yeah, please come support so I can um, keep paying rent. A hundred percent, Andrew. Not not many people make me laugh as hard as you. I fucking love it. You're my favorite. I really. I, I we shouldn't go this long. But Again, three because... three years. Look at we went three years. Our favorite number. Our favorite duration of time. Yeah, look, number one, I really enjoyed this. Number two, I really love talking to you. Number one, this was so much fun. Number two, I like we've got to do it again. Number one, <laughs> number one, <laughs> you're number one. You're number one. You guys, uh, that is it for us. Please, you know, I always say it. I'm annoying. I am repetitive, Rita, but it really helps. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Taste of Taylor and to Andrew's podcast as well. We as podcasters, that's like tipping your waiter. Rate, review, and subscribe. That's it for us, Andrew. I love you. Oh, did I say what my podcast was? I don't know. I did. Oh, the Andrew Collins Show. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, okay. Awesome. I'm sorry. I just didn't know if I said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck, I really ruined that ending. Number one. Shit. <laughs> I really hit the fucking. <laughs>
Finn. That's it. Goodbye. <laughs> Answer. Thank you. Ozempic sponsor. <laughs> Until next week. Bye. Oh, we're still going. <laughs> you had to get the last word. I go. Thank you for listening, everyone. Come back to Taylor Stryker. See ya. Taste it. <laughs> no. Bye now. Number one. So long. See ya. See you later. Fine, you get the last word. Oh, you learned. <laughs> this this is bad. Don't know a laugh counts. <laughs> Fuck. Stop. Bye. Andrew Concho. <laughs> Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.